Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Today is March the 20th, 2020. I got about five different segments for this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Like I said on a previous episode, everything going forward is contingent upon society not going into an apocalypse. Um, so I'm just, I mean, everything on this podcast was basically forecasting but it's more so now because hell we don't know if this thing is gonna wipe out humanity um but um my local stores here where i live um actually have a lot of supplies so it's not a um you know, panic. People are actually, most people are being respectful and uh, being, um, um, what's the word? Uh, um, I don't know. They're not panicking. So whatever the opposite of panic is, whatever that word is, um, logical. They're being logical. Um, so I just, you know. Whoever listens to this podcast, man, just be logical, you know, be respectful. If you can help someone, help someone. Um, And that's really it, man. Um, So let's get into this Florida State stuff, man. Uh, First up is Derek Nandi. Um, What is his legacy at Florida State? Currently a Kansas City Chief. Won the Super Bowl this year with the Kansas City Chiefs. Beat my boys. Um, Four-year player at Florida State. He's from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, Once again, he's a part of that Virginia pipeline that we don't have anymore. Um, 6'1", 312 pounds. Um, 2015, third team, all-conference. 2016 first team all conference 2017 third team all conference um career at Florida State 165 tackles 24 for a loss 11 and a half sacks um two fumble two fumble recoveries or two force fumbles, excuse me. Um, uh, played in a total of forty-eight games. Um, one of the, one of the better defensive tackles to uh, come through our program. I'm not gonna say he's an all-time great, um, but he was very good. Um, Third-round pick, seventy-five overall of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, that first year um, under Willie Taggart um, stabilized the defense. 
was actually like the only bright spot on the defense. And um you know he he's gonna be in my top fifteen in terms of uh defensive tackles at Florida State or defensive lineman. He's in that group. But I wouldn't classify him as an all time great, just a very solid player. Um rarely rarely did offensive linemen you know dominate him he was usually the one dominating um he has that he has that low center of gravity so it's really hard for offensive linemen to get push on him because they couldn't get under his pads um just a very good player man and he's balling out for the chiefs right now so i know when his contract comes up you know he's gonna be uh he's gonna get paid so um let me know what you think about Derek Nandy, man. Um, is he? What is his legacy at Florida State? Um, and I'll move on to the next segment, which is entitled "Can Norvell Press the Right Buttons?" Um, and when I say press the right buttons, press the right buttons and get us at least to a you know decent bowl game. Um, and that, you know, again, that's contingent upon the world not ending. Um, I hope he can, um, you know, from the stuff that I've seen on YouTube from their practices, it looks like he, you know, has the pulse of the team and they're um, buying into what he's, um, you know, what he's trying to, uh, install and steal into this program um very energetic coach very smart coach um florida state actually invested in him and got him more support staff um so he should do better um but you know everything is contingent upon the world not ending with this uh pandemic so we'll just have to uh, see, man. Um, I think uh, if he can have a positive effect on um, James Blackman, that's going to help this team tremendously. I mean, that's, that's you know, Norvell being an offensive guru and, you know, the offensive line and the quarterback being the hardest challenge to overcome. You know, if he can affect that in year one, I think that's a win for us, definitely. Um, and I don't think you can really judge that on wins and losses. Is can the offensive line protect the quarterback for more than a second? <laughs> um, so I think defensively we're gonna be fine. Um, you're switching back to a four-three. Um, that's what our personnel dictates currently. And uh, I think we'll be pretty good defensively. I think um, everybody's saying nine and three, eight and four. I realistically think you're looking at six and six, seven and five again, um, because I, I just don't see any uh, acquisition of talent that would say, okay, we're going to improve by three or four wins. I know we had a lot of close games last year, and just getting a new coach that 
everyone is saying is more competent might equal more wins but it might and it might not um so we'll just see man um i like how he coaches his coaches um you know for his age 38 he's he's i mean he's got i mean he 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 knows what he's doing man at least at least that's what he's projecting on the practice field um that that's all i can go by i I don't know what they're doing in the meeting rooms and all that stuff but on the field it looks you know a fast-paced well-organized um machine and um hopefully the season will be played and um we can actually see um i think the spring game has been canceled um let me look that up. So take a second. Internet is actually working pretty good. Still looking here. Yeah, it was canceled. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know how you're going to be able to practice or anything like that. Um, I don't even know if they're going to let the guys like lift weights or anything since you can't have gatherings of 10 or more so i guess you can still go in the weight room and lift like you'll just have to do it position by position probably um but i just hope that everything can work out for our team and life really on this planet and um let me know what you think about that segment man um and i'm gonna move on to the next segment um and this this particular subject was, again, contingent upon, you know, the world or this country not being shut down. Um, Lakers, Bucks, Finals, I, I, NBA Finals. I thought it was definitely gonna happen, man. This, those two teams were rolling, and um, like I said, I know the situation that we are in as humanity is greater than really anything, and. Um, Um, I just, you know, I'm an NBA fan, I'm a Miami Heat fan, but I think this would have been a very intriguing matchup, um, just to see, um, um, the Greek freak against LeBron for seven games, potentially, I mean, it just would have been phenomenal TV, so, um, then you got, uh, Anthony Davis. I really don't think anybody the Bucks have an answer for him. Um, I don't know. Maybe you put the Greek freak on Anthony Davis and then let somebody else play LeBron. I don't know. But um, I just hope we can get back to, you know, some sort of normalcy um, in the world. Um, and, um, uh, you know, I'm not letting this thing stress me out, man. Um, 
like I said in a previous episode, the virus doesn't scare me. It's society. When when we're faced with something like this, how will society act? That's the key. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Going and doing all this crazy stuff is just not going to help the situation. But um, let me know what you think about this topic, man. Lakers Bucks in the NBA Finals. And I'm going to move on to the next uh, segment, which is entitled Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Fury Trilogy. I don't want to see it, man. I didn't want to see the first fight. I don't want to see. I didn't want to see the second fight. Um, you know, the big money fight was Deontay Wilder versus Anthony Anthony Joshua. That's virtually done now. I don't think if you have that fight now, it's going to be a big money draw. Um, I just you know, I don't think I don't think the world is interested in, in the heavyweight division now. I mean. I, I I always knew that Tyson Fury was the better boxer. Um, I didn't think he would dominate Wilder like that. Um, so, you know, I, I don't even know what the big money fight in boxing is right now. Um, it's probably in the welterweight division. And um, I can't think of the guy's name, but... It is what it is, man. Um, let me know what you think about Wilder and Fury fighting for a third time. I don't want to see it. I, I just, I don't see how this can improve boxing. Because neither one of these guys are like cutting edge fighters. But Fury is the better boxer by far. So I've always said that. Um, so let me know what you think about that segment. Last segment for this episode. Does Florida State... Have any first-team All-Americans on this roster? I mean, Marvin Wilson, obviously. And on offense, I would say potentially, strongly potentially, Scary Terry. Tamorian Terry. Terry. I really think that's it. Um, I I mean, Dark Horse, James Blackman, Kalen LeBourne, uh, Jaden... Lars Woodby, Hamza Nasruddin, um, Emmett Rice, potentially. I could see that. Um, Janoris Robinson would have to get like 15 sacks to make first team All-American. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, nobody on the offensive line. <laughs> um. That's it. Um, the majority of your dark horses are going to be on defense. Offensively, I only see two. Again, James Blackman, Kalen LeBorn. And, you know, dark horses, that is. Scary Terry has the potential to be first-team All-American. Um, so, um, if you have any, you know, picks for first-team All-American from Florida State, let me know. And that's going to conclude this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube. It's available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, Thank you for listening to my podcast during these trying times. I really appreciate it. And as always, go Knowles.